Hello and welcome to the Somali Professional Podcast. I am your host Samira Ali and you are in the right place for inspirational stories that have A to Z of passion, determination and grit. Welcome. Hello and welcome to the Somali Professional Podcast. This is your host Samira Ali and today I am really delighted to have here Abu Bakr, who is one of my biggest inspirations. He, I he was the first person that basically that I met that when I was wanted to start some sort of a networking um, Somali professionals uh, network. I met him and he actually gave me like a gem of tons and even till today he remains one of my unofficial mentors. Welcome Abu Bakr. Thank you so much Samira. I think the feeling is mutual. I certainly learned and I am here in your podcast today. What an honor. It's a great pleasure to have you here. Oh, thank you Allah. Welcome Abu Bakr and today I'm really excited for I mean obviously I know you but and so a lot of people do know you but there's a lot of people out there that would love to hear the true story of Abu Bakr about you know like I'm sure even me there's stuff that obviously like a lot of us don't know and stuff like that because there's just so many gems and so many different things that you do and we would love to hear more about your story Abu Bakr so please it's all over to you now please tell us about yourself who are you what do you do so think of this as almost like your one minute two minute elevator pitch and we take it from there Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you for uh, giving me a heads up that it's a one minute or two minute for a second. I'm going to be here all day telling you who I am. So I'll keep it short. Uh, Abu Bakr Ismail, um, I am one of uh, seven kids, a typical Somali family, mm-hmm. uh, which means I learned uh, to negotiate much, much early. Uh, you know, you have to negotiate what toy to play in, what TV program to follow. So that's where I started my uh, sales skills, if you'd like, to survive in that household. I am based here in the UAE, so I'm uh, obviously Somali by origin, by ethnicity, Kenyan-born, uh, raised in the UAE, Marhaba Bihalimarat, and uh, Dutch naturalized. And uh, I have been working for about 18 years um, uh, been running a business for 13 years, three years, not 13 years. And some people say, how come? Well, because I started working immediately after school uh, because people put five, six years of my studies. No, I did my studies while I was working. And um, yeah, so I did many roles from sales, uh, business development, strategy. Uh, that's my, from my work's point of view. I'm a father of two, Ismail, who is um, eight, and Marwa, who is four, and uh they definitely keep me busy and as I said I've been working and now I have uh, started a company and uh, it's only about uh, three years old and uh, one year I gave it to COVID-19 and uh, so I would say just two years. That's excellent. <laughs> exactly. COVID has, I mean Taking still obviously in the pandemic, yeah, yeah, <laughs> COVID yeah. has messed up everyone's plans subhanAllah. Alhamdulillah, as I say, uh, you can plan till you get uh, knocked off the face. I mean, you get knocked off. But that was Michael, uh, Mike Tyson said that, right? Have all your plans till you get knocked off. So, absolutely, have all your plans. And, and 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 there's another one that I love as well. And it says, um, and it says you can plan and plan and plan, but Allah is one of the best planners. 
Indeed, much better than mine, definitely. That's why. No, no, they're both as good. They're both <laughs> as good. Um, so basically, mashallah, literally, so you've made the big move from basically being an employee to starting your own business in the last, let's just three years ago now. Was it three or three and a half years ago, right? Uh, it was actually in April um, 2018. So this April, this coming April 2021 will be three years complete. Mashallah, I remember when you said that you wanted you were going to start your business. Time really flies, mashallah. It, it so, does. Yes. So, so tell us then, how did you? Firstly, why did you want it to? Why did you want to decide to make the jump from being an employee to an entrepreneur, business your own business owner, and um, how um, how did you find it? Please do share with us. Definitely, I think. Um... The 18 years of my work definitely contributed uh, for me making this jump because uh, the type of roles and the, the industry that I used to work in uh, basically was helping government, academia and industry uh, from around the world uh, introduce them to the Gulf since we are based here, right? And uh, that required, because I used to... Um, do business development and sales so my role was always going out and finding new opportunities and engaging and the volume of, of trade between the world and this region just exposed me to the potentials because the people that we used to interact with uh, were CEOs of companies uh, ministers but also helping startup companies that were looking to get into the corporate world after they've spent obviously their first five years at, um, having some traction on their business. So that was uh, an influence, but um, being Somali, obviously being nomads and uh, entrepreneurs by, by trade, you would always have a family member or a friend. And in fact, I should say, um, it was the Somali Professional Network friends that I connected with uh, about seven years ago that were starting a company and obviously have already uh, went through it uh, two, three years ahead of me, also inspired me. and. Uh, uh, there was a book that I stumbled into called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And, and that, I think, was the tipping stone. And uh, being married with kids, you could imagine it was not an easy decision. But alhamdulillah, um, as I say, you know, try now so that you don't have to regret regret later. So I took that jump. That was the main reason. And um, I think also, so I would always tell people, uh, consider the experience before you jump. But now, thanks to technology nowadays, you can actually uh, do a side hustle and make your own business. But you can never take away that experience of learning how things work in a company, sort of the law of the business uh, outside, the conventional business, if you like. So that's what triggered me to, to, to uh, start a business. And looking at what's happening in East Africa and given the growth, so I grew up, uh, I mean, uh, today the UAE is celebrating, I think in about a few days, 49 years, and I'm 38. So the UAE is only, only older than me, 10 years. And you wow, can see yes. how much it has grown and developed. So to me, uh, being an East African by origin, obviously being Somali, but obviously being East African as a region, a population of 350 million and being the fastest growing economies in that part of the world, I do see uh, myself playing a role um, connecting these two markets. So... These are things that were uh, going on at the back of my head over the last few years that triggered to starting this business. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm out making millions today. I'm still, you know, uh, in fact, I'm doing a consultancy on the side while I'm building the company. So I definitely do hang around a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and I do a lot of reading just like yourself. 
and uh, you are definitely somebody that I also look up to who is running her own business and I think that's why you and me uh, got along well is because we kind of we share did we both have big visions don't we indeed 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 so yeah that's that's a snapshot on on what got Abu Bakr uh, into this entrepreneurship world it's not easy but it's definitely it's not easy it's not easy what they say is um uh, you know when you bake a cake the cake it says you it says bake think of a business like a cake and stuff like that but think of it running a business is not like a piece of cake <laughs> 100% wallahi 100% I mean, it's most... really tough out there and stuff like that but the most important thing is that anybody can start a business but it's how much effort you put into it and stuff like that because people are like oh I'm fed up of working 40 hours and you know if I get a business then I get to have my own hours and that is it but that's not how the reality of it the reality is you will work 70 80 hours in your own business because you don't have that net underneath you anymore so you're literally putting a lot of work into it then once everything is set up and your pipeline um, and everything is set up in your foundation then that's the time where you can just take a step back and enjoy your fruit labor you, you can't I always say to my um to people when they say to me they want to start a business I say to them go for it I'm like an advocate of people starting their own business and doing the whole entrepreneurship journey mm-hmm. but I've always kept it honest and I just said please just think of it it's not going to be easy it's but it's going to be worth it. When you eat your fruit of labor, it's going to be worth it. But literally just think, you know what? Think of tomorrow. If I gave you Abu Bakr like a seed and mm. you planted it, um, you're not going to expect that seed to eat that seed tomorrow, are you? True. No, no, not at all. <laughs> In fact, um, if the biggest thing that I would add to that is, uh, and I like the point that you said is, whoever wants to start, go ahead. However, Put in mind that this is definitely 10 times harder than your regular day-to-day job. You might not like your boss or you might not like the commute. Then uh, the, 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 the business that you're trying to start is actually going to be much, much harder. So what will keep you going is, is a goal that you have. In a, in a, and you know, you're not just doing it to run away from your boss or just to change your boss, right? Uh, maybe that could be a reason. But the idea is even if you are not successful, whatever you learned, the, the whole hustle and the grind... I mean, valuable lessons, and I can talk about, uh, I mean, I tell my friends, listen, this is what I would ask you to do. Don't jump. These are things to consider, because I didn't consider that, right? I, you had to take the jump to find out. You can read all the books that you want, but uh, definitely yes. take a calculated one. Yes, absolutely. Take a calculated one. And what would you say, like, if you were to name three or four things, three things that you just had to, in order for you to entrepreneur, that you needed to be successful, looking at your journey, what would you say if you were to think about just any three things that you were like, oh, actually, you need X, Y, and Z? I mean, uh, so I come from a business strategy background, right? So one thing that I always struggled with is the admin and the sort of recording and uh, sort of putting a process into place for your so your sales lead and the, the whole sales journey right uh i remember we even had an assistant at work that would you know once i get my business card it will be put up there and i would always enjoy going out there presenting and closing the deal and then so, sort of like the hunter go get the kill bring it inside and then go get the other one but once you start your own business uh, you realize that you become a 360 you, you not only become uh, the person that go gets the business you should do the bookkeeping you should do the answering the calls and and sometimes uh, actually do the sweeping of your the place you sleep because that's your company right that's all you have and uh, not that i was not uh, cleaning my place no that's earlier, right you but, got a book uh, you wear different hats <laughs> exactly <laughs> so uh, one thing that i i, I um, in this three years one thing that i definitely uh, 
picked up and it will it will re forever remain with me is the um, the importance of process because once you have process done you don't have to think about when something else will happen i.e the administration stuff because time is money if you spend time thinking about where your file is or where you where your uh, document is that's like five minutes gone out of doing a cold call so doing that on my own i realized that um, if when there is no income that is you know when you're having a salary at least you know that uh, you might have some dry months but you realize that your money is still going to come as a salary but once you're on your own and you're completely dependent on that source of income the one thing that I've learned is, uh, and that's something that I'm still implementing and learning, is process. Jot down your stuff and then um, go ahead. You know, just plan ahead. Don't over plan, but know where to get what when you need it. I agree with that. Don't over plan, but know where it is and stuff. And like you said, exactly. process. I mean, I absolutely hated admin, but it's one of those things that you get, you, you just have to do it. <laughs> You're absolutely. not going to hire somebody an admin just when you started and waste absolutely. money on them when you've absolutely. just literally started everything. No, I agree. You, you, said, uh, you said three things, so, but I'll say two things as well. So that's process, right? Mm -hmm. I actually link it to, um, so we're obviously all Muslims, alhamdulillah, but you come to realize the value of sustenance when you're an entrepreneur, especially when you don't have a, no income or no regular source of income, right? Is you wake up in the morning, you make that call, um, and when your first six months goes following up with the friends that you knew, and then you realize you're completely on your own, you're dependent exclusively on, obviously, yourself, and you wake up in the morning and you say, Ya Razak, Ya Fatah, because previously, I mean, I'm, I guess some, a lot of you could relate to this is when you are an employee, you know that at the end of the month, you get that vibe. I used to get, a, my phone used to vibrate at the end of the month because that's when I know that the, the salary comes. So I would pay, obviously it vibrates every time that you get a message, but at the 30th of the month or the 31st, I would always pay attention to that vibration because I know the salary has arrived. Now, that doesn't mean I did not appreciate that it was coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but you have a different, completely different perspective when you know that there is no source of income coming and then suddenly somebody gives you a deal just because of the process that you have put through, you, you tend to uh, value the, the, the word of risk. Uh, and I think that's to me something that um, hard work obviously is there, but you definitely need that luck. And uh, the harder you work, the luckier you get, obviously. But the sustenance aspect of it was a big uh, eye-opener for me that you wake up in the morning and you say, Ya Razak, Ya Fatah, you know, I don't know where the funds will come from today, but I'm just going to put my hard work. And sometimes it comes from places that you didn't even imagine. And you're like, I don't deserve this deal. You obviously don't say that out loud. But then no, you don't say that out loud. No. <laughs> you say Alhamdulillah. You say Alhamdulillah. And you're like, wow, where did this come from? So so the, the harder you work, the, the, the luckier you get. But also that sustenance and risk, you taste it in that sense. So that's one thing that I, I remember a few uh, sleepless nights where I know in the next three months, I don't know where funds will come from. But Alhamdulillah, with patience Mashallah. now, at least uh, there's a regular source of income. Touch wood, Alhamdulillah, since COVID-19. And that's obviously going to stop any moment because these are consultancy projects. They're not full-time projects, right? No, of course not. Exactly. But that's the thing, isn't it? With business or whatever, nothing is um, permanent and stuff. Like you can have a client today. That client can go bust. You might need to change stuff. You might need to have two, three clients on, on the go. Feet. And COVID, Always like we feet. said... 
yeah, COVID changed everything. <laughs> Indeed. Exactly, but we can just be hopeful and continue on. But I think that was really eloquently said about, you know, being complete. And that brings us to the next question, basically, about you, how you keep yourself going and how you can keep yourself motivated. Like, how do you keep being motivated day in, day out? Even like, you know, even though right now we're in a pandemic and many of us who are business owners, even including me, we've, we've all struggled. It's literally been struggled in terms of our clients going bust or, you know, I mean, subhanAllah, we all depend Absolutely. on Allah and stuff like that. Obviously, we still continue working hard. But how is it that... Is there any strategy that you can share with us and the people that are listening? How do you keep motivated when the times are tough? I mean, um, I used to hear about time being tough and, uh, you know, we all go through ups and downs in life. But um, when when you are an entrepreneur and especially when you are, uh, you know, you're doing it for the first time and you don't have a family member that is already an entrepreneur, but you know, you've got friends that are entrepreneurs that you reach out to and you alhamdulillah, nowadays you've got access to books and YouTube. But uh, when you are on your own, it's difficult. Uh, it's difficult to maintain the discipline. It's difficult to make decisions. You get anxiety. You're not sure if you should uh, chase that deal or the other one. And, and, and um, especially, you know, being somebody that is easily distracted not distracted but i would say of course being distracted but i'm 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 very curious you know you i would probably be researching a specific industry a client and i will read an article and that article will connect me to another book and that book will connect me to a netflix documentary about that specific subject and then you realize oops time has passed by and 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 um, and, and and you know you haven't done what you're supposed to do but coming back to uh, so what are the things that i do in order to put me back on on track um, is see we've all missed our prayers right i mean nobody's perfect right uh, the five times no prayers. one is perfect exactly. i agree exactly. with that yes so so one thing that i've realized um, and i use it obviously there is spiritual reasons of why we pray but something i have also realized remember what i said earlier process um, somehow when you look at uh, prayers from a process point of view it, it kind of puts time blocks in your day. So when you uh, pray Fajr on time, Dhuhr on time, Asr on time, Maghrib on time, and Isha on time, you already kind of align your day to, okay, from Maghrib till I, you know, till the client wakes up, I do my, my exercise, I do my reading, I do my planning for the day, and then from when the client wakes up, obviously when the market is up by eight, till Dhuhr, that's where I just focus on um, delivering uh, or meeting my clients uh, or executing, uh, let's say, a project on that day, because that's normally when a project gets executed or webinars actually happen. And after Maghrib, you realize, okay, I'm going to take a quick break, sorry, at Dhuhr, then I'm going to go back after Asr. After Asr is when I do my meetings for new cold leads. And then Maghrib is obviously when I call the kids, let's say, for example, uh, and then Ishai is when you are about to call it a day and you sleep. So one thing I've kind of uh, appreciated is the how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put these time frames. And if you look at it, not only from a cultural point of view, well, I used to pray, so I have to pray. When you pay attention to it, you realize that these times have been put in, in, in place to put process into your life. And there's only one thing that an entrepreneur needs whenever they're working hard is, is a system that you can follow so you don't have to think about it. So whenever there is the Adhan, you're like, okay, 
I know I'm about to pray Fajr, but I also know what I'm going to do it immediately. But I have to do it before Dhuhr. So besides your alarm, you've got that. Um, so that's one thing that I try to follow. And whenever I don't, uh, you know, I mix my uh, prayers and I see something that's not working, I'm like, okay, let me go back to, um, uh, to prayers. And then obviously when you are praying Fajr and you're on your own, you're talking to the Almighty and the and you have that kind of conversation, you know, saying, you know, Ya Allah, you know who I am, you know my shortfalls, you know what I'm doing, and you know why I'm actually trying to do this. Please help me and please put me back on track. So that also helps you motivate yourself when you know that you're talking to the Almighty. And we all obviously have our challenges. Nobody is perfect, as we say, but having those five times prayers, if you can stick to it, no matter what, um, it, it kind of uh, puts system into your place. And then eventually you start falling in love and understanding the, the the spiritual part of it. A lot of people, at least I used to wait and say, when am I going to get, you know, my dad used to say, Allah pray and then it will come. And I've been praying for almost 30 years and I've, I I can't remember when I could connect that. But now uh, it's, it's it's more structured and, 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 and you know, you, you move your life around that five times a day. And if you can add something to that, that's obviously a plus. But that's how I I would uh, ask anybody out there that is looking to get back uh, consistent with your prayers as an entrepreneur, fix your days based on those five-time prayers. And that was very well said. I, I completely agree. When you have prayers, prayer also, like, you know, when you're praying and you're speaking to Ilahi, you're in a zone. And and it's also you're meditating, you know, and when you're reading the Quran, it's all, it's all part of the well-being. And I agree, like, you know, some people might not be obviously as religious or whatever, but honestly, the five days, I like how you said, the five prayers break up your day. And it's that time where you can actually feel reconnected spiritually. And that's beautifully said, Walala. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, and as well... and by, by the way, by the way, the other thing is, a lot of people think praying meaning you are a pious person. No, you could be actually praying saying, Ya Allah, I screwed up today. And I know I was not supposed to do that. So it's kind of a therapy as well. It is, it is. Absolutely. It is really, you know, I, I shouldn't have done that. I did this. So I'm, 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 you know, I'm coming back. So it just becomes a falling point. I would love to one day, obviously. But we it, all it, do, it, we it, all do, and we can all just improve and stuff like exactly. that, right? Exactly, exactly. It's a good thing. It's a good. Tell thing. your no, problems, absolutely. exactly. It, no, honestly, it's a good thing, and and like you know, and it's beautiful and stuff like that. Honestly, I felt like my life changed from the time I started praying five days, like before. I would like you know pray like you know like I, I wasn't Whenever as consistent and stuff like that. Exactly. No, honestly, whatever. And, and this is one thing about being a Muslim and stuff like that. It, it, no one is perfect. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone's got their own journey but i am telling you honestly when i started praying five days five times five times a day honestly i just felt in a peace i can't explain it but i felt in a and, peace. And, and listen you were talking about tim ferris about a few days ago right he talks yes. about meditation everybody talks about meditation they do. The, they tony, do. T- tony robbins the guy they do. Um, he says meditation meditation <laughs> Wasalatio, you know, you, you, he, uh, Tony Robbins, he gets into this ice thing in the morning. I know, so when we say, I know, I cannot afford that beer, you know. But yeah, I'll we don't have an cold. ice pool, but we just yeah, yeah. cold. Yeah, we I wash have ourselves cold water and in we the pray. Tap. <laughs> exactly. It, 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 exactly. <laughs> 
exactly. So, so it's, 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 it's spiritual, honestly, spirituality is important. I mean, even to the people that are listening who maybe not like, you know, of, um, of the faith and stuff like that, Absolutely. even like, you know, if you've got some sort of spiritual connection to like, you know, yoga, uh, some people, uh, translate it to yoga, you know, that moment, because if you think exactly, about it prayers, helps. it's about exercises, stretching in a way. You're back, you're sitting, you're going back, you're going down. So really that Exactly. Exercise, spirituality is definitely the way forward. It's all mental, it's all mental and it's good for your mental well-being. But I was going to say, apart from obviously the spirituality part, uh, Abu Bakr, what other, um, what, other, what other daily positive routines do you have? Because obviously, like, you know, when we've been looking at people like Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, uh, yeah. we look at people like Oprah, like, you know, all the successful yeah. people, they yeah. all seem to have a morning routine. Um, obviously, yeah. we talked about, you know, prayer and stuff like that. But what yeah. other routines do you have that somebody can copy or somebody can... That it can inspire somebody else to think Definitely. okay this is how i want my morning routine to be or your evening routine for example sure so uh i am actually aspiring working towards this and it's and i'm actually trying a lot of things but um something that uh that i've kept consistent is um in the morning uh that's a warm water just wake up and and and, and it helps me wake up especially even if i slept just two three hours um, and then have that and before I get access to the internet or anything um, I, I, I would sit down and just try and think of what I'm going to do today uh, from uh, there is four things that I try to always focus on in the morning I say what can I do physically today what can I do uh, spiritually today obviously ticking the box if I'm gonna pray and then what can I do uh, socially that I can um, try and, you know, something that we do at SPN um, is, is, you know, when, it, when you have, what can you volunteer? Because you, as an entrepreneur, you always forget about giving to people because you're trying to just get and survive. But helping people definitely somehow comes back to you. And I've seen that in many ways and, and you can read many books about that. And then I would think about, okay, three, four definite deals or project that I need to get off my list today. There'll be many distractions, but that's how I would always uh, wake up and that would be my routine. And I started swimming uh, lately. Uh, so, um, you know, you're growing old. You don't want to play all those rough games like football. And I don't, I would not get paid uh, quite well if I get injured. So I, I you don't have an swimming. insurance for your legs yeah, like no, the no, footballers. No, no, no. Not, no, not at all. So, I, I do a, a lot of uh, swimming now. And actually, funny is, while you swim, you're kind of on your own. And when you swim long distance, it gives you enough time to think. And uh, I, I've, the other day, I found out that there's actually earplugs where you can listen to something while you're swimming. So that's, that's to me, what, what works is um, an early That's morning your morning swim. routine. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Now that sounds really nice morning. And I did not know about those headsets that you can use. I'm definitely going to Google into that. <laughs> yeah, I could have given you a specific brand now, but we're not, they're not going to pay us. So just go. No, 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 no. Let's not do that. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no one's sponsoring the show. So yeah, we yeah, don't need to. Yeah. yeah. So th three times, three times a week, uh, if I do get, cause I, I do live uh, close to a, to a swimming uh, area. Actually it's a beach. So that's, 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 makes sense now it might not make sense to other people that do not have a swimming pool nearby them or a beach near them so uh, yeah but or... if you don't have a swimming nearby and stuff like that you could people you can do running running is free 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running is free. free. Literally, now that the gym is closed and is the pandemic, um, we do um, lots of running. um, So that's quite. But you are not. You guys are on a lockdown, so I don't think you guys are allowed to go out and run. No, in the lockdown, you're allowed to have exercise. Okay. Okay. So you just go exercise. Obviously, there's no gym. There's nothing like that and stuff like that at the moment because of the lockdown. But we can, I just literally just go out and run, <laughs> maybe Definitely. for half an hour, maybe for 40 minutes, depending on how I feel, just to give my, because there's no swimming pool open, we're not as um, privileged at the moment, so alhamdulillah, the running works, but yeah, I mean, so anyone who's listening, if you want to do exercise, there's different, different running, running is free, if you don't like running, just go for a long walk, any exercise is better than no exercise. Nice. Excellent. So how would you describe yourself in three words? Wow. Abu Bakr in three words. I know there's a lot of words to describe you, but if you were to choose three words that describe you, what would you say? Or the others say, say describe I, you, I, I, or, or I, others I, I, say describe you. Would that be easier? Yeah, I think that's better. I mean, if you ask me, I, 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 we as human beings, uh, we self-criticize ourselves, so I don't want anybody to feel pity for me. But I would say what people normally say about me after they meet me for the first time or they get to know me for a long time. Um, I would say... Uh, I am uh, somebody that is very easy to talk to, um, especially if we have something of interest. Um, I am. Uh, I could be. Uh, some people say over optimistic, but I would rather that than the opposite. Um, I think that's what keeps me going, and that's what made me jump. And uh, I would say uh, Abu Bakr is also a bit ukaftan uh, yai. I mean, uh, a banter. Humor. You've got banter. Yes. Um, humor, maybe, sense of humor. Yeah, but a lot of people would not believe that if they don't know me. They're like, okay, this Abu Bakr comes across too formal. But once you are, we are in the same zone. Uh, I think uh, we can have uh, uh, many, many chats. And but you know, bringing it into a context, right? You've got those humor which. I mean, in business, you can't get into humor with everybody. But once you once you get into that uh, relationship, humor definitely helps in in in, in uh, not taking life too seriously, especially when things are going difficult. So yeah, I, I agree with that. Energetic and uh, and uh, I like people. I believe it or not, uh, I've, I've, I've you're a people's out. person. Yeah, I mean, a testament to that is uh, Somalia. Yeah, and I haven't given up. So I remember when we were starting SPN back in the days. What Somali that's good, Dalin? What you know, Somali that's good, Dalin. You know, really till today, till today when I talk to people, you know, when I meet people randomly, and uh-huh. I say, you know, Somali, you know, we come as a group to Somali, and you can see their expression on the face. Well, I know Somali that you know, I know besides my family. Mm, no, thank you. Well, I already have enough dose of Somali. It's like that is so true. Like, no, 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 no. I already got five Somali friends. No, thank you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Enough dose of the Somalis. But no, on a serious note. Obviously, that stereotype. And uh, but once you once you really get into a into once you especially get to know somebody beyond just Somali, and I can understand that sometimes being a professional Somali, some of us, not all. Um, would take that Somali name for granted rather than maintaining that professional relationship, right? Uh, but I think once you find a like-minded people, uh, it's just it's just amazing. Nothing wrong with connecting with non-Somalis. Obviously, majority of my friends are non-Somalis, 
to be honest. But exactly, we're inclusive here. We've got all yeah, kind of friends. Exactly, exactly. But my 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 since we started this network, it just allowed me to connect with uh, you know when things look like you, they resonate, right? resonate and also just to have somebody like you said I mean the whole reason why I bought into the whole vision of Somali professional network was because of you and I remember thinking the first time I remember do you remember the first message I ever sent to you and to, to all the listeners I just said to Abu Bakr I really like the events that you guys are doing in Dubai can you please tell me if someone's doing it in London and you said to me no no one's doing it in London do you want to start it and I remember thinking no thank you I'm very busy <laughs> <laughs> that was I your version. For that. That, that was your version of I've I've got enough of my Somali dose. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, it was like I I just didn't think I'll have the commitment because I was just thinking it, it is going to be a lot of commitment. And I saw that you were organizing monthly events and everything, and I just thought to myself, with a full time job, me being a mama to two kids, um, you know, just like you know, I'm doing it's my side hustle. I just thought I don't have time for this or whatever. But I remember. I left it as that and what I did was I waited and waited and waited and then when nobody wanted to start anything else I was like okay right I'll do it <laughs> and it has its reward wallahi it has its challenges and by the way as an entrepreneur by the way Samira uh, SPN is while it is good giving back but any voluntary stuff that you do as an entrepreneur for those of you that are listening it 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 is it really develops your skill because you you know you know there was a People say, if you want to know how somebody does many things, look at what they do in the little things. So if you are out there helping uh, somebody for the sake of helping, what does that mean? That you are able to work in an organization and help the overall organization grow. But if you are saying that I'm only going to wait till I get into that position of leadership one day, then I'll help, then sorry. Uh, but but when, you, when you volunteer, there is... There is those who volunteer actually would relate to it. It just gives you that satisfaction and fulfillment. And that's what kind of keeps me going. And in fact, uh, I'm having this call with you and uh, we have been quiet here in the UAE for the last few months since COVID-19. And inshallah, this, this uh, call will trigger us to get back to get back on track. Exactly, we've got lots of plans, inshallah, after this. Um, But yes, so but going back to the whole point of um, volunteering is it is very rewarding, and like we said and stuff like that, it's it's just ensuring that you actually make that effort and think. Okay, uh, there was one quote, and and I've got it written down somewhere, and it always says, "If not me, when." So mm. I remember when you, I was talking about the whole point, how you inspired me with the Somali Professional Network, the Europe chapter. I remember thinking, I don't really have time to start this. I mean, so then I saw you, Abu Bakr, and I saw how hard you were working as a father of two, mm-hmm. as a married man, as the fact that, you know, you also, was it called at that time, you also obviously had your full time job um, in yeah. the UAE, but also yeah. you had lots of plans and a lot of visions. And I remember thinking, mashallah, you know, he's doing all these things and stuff like that. I don't know how many hours he's got 24 hours a day and stuff like that. And he's just literally just going in and you were doing like all these selfless um, work to help others. And, and I just found that really inspiring. And I remember thinking we didn't have that in London, which is like my city. And, yeah. and when you work in London city and like in the middle of city, there's not that many people in the actual city yes if you go to the other areas and stuff like that there are but when you work to the city center jobs where like there's a lot of senior leadership roles I hardly saw any of my people and if I did know of people it might be maybe few people that I know that my friends will know them Mm. and so and so Mm. know them so I thought you know what there has to be a way 
to to let people know more about the jobs available and to have that network you know it felt like lonely so i just felt inspired to start some other professional network because of you that's all i wanted to say but yeah <laughs> but i i would actually say this to also anybody that is going to commit to anything um as you already said everybody has 24 hours but if you're giving um first of all whenever you do something it's very important to communicate that to because uh, once you give something you're not giving somewhere else let's be that's that's the fact right if you're spending so much time somewhere then you're not spending time somewhere so uh it's good to get your family involved in what you're doing and then and they will be sacrifices actually in that space so it's not easy it wasn't like hey abu bakar you know uh go and do what you want to do and and it has a toll on, on on whatever you do your job you have to focus on your job you have to focus because volunteering especially something like sbn where we haven't put a system alhamdulillah now it has a system but when you were creating it i remember you know getting a call from nairobi from mukhtar in the us and uh ahmed in australia but with that uh comes a toll but you need to find a balance to make sure that whoever is going to be affected by your commitment to doing these things uh, is all on board so that's that's definitely one thing that i would say to it's not easy but you have to convince and you have to explain why you're doing what you're doing because it could be taking a toll on your family and your time and your health and sometimes your money i agree i don't think you could have said it any better those are true wise words they do have an impact because it's it is a lot of work in the background It is a lot of work when you volunteer and you're putting on events together and you're not even like putting on events for like 10 to 15 people. You're putting on events for like 30, 40 people who all have different needs. You know, your your, your phone is blowing up. Your email yeah. is blowing up. Yeah, it's yeah, like your yeah, inbox yeah. and your Facebook is blowing up and stuff like that. But it's we all do it because it's rewarding and it's passionate. And uh, we keep like or the whole team literally everybody keeps each other accountable um so that's really nice thank you very much for shedding light to that abu bakr so my other question i had for you is um what is your great obviously looking at all the things that you've been doing mashallah i know you don't like talking too much about yourself or whatever but if i were to bring the spotlight back on back to you with all the things that you've been doing in your life for the last 18 years or maybe it could be like even since you were a child it's up to you what you choose what is your greatest achievement wow what um, would you say is your greatest achievement i mean what comes to mind now is um the fact that for now up to now obviously corporate world there was obviously uh, you know you 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 make so much sales you you get those nice commissions I wouldn't consider that now as as an achievement it was a part of the journey but I would say the jump that I've made to to and the you know the leap of faith that I've taken are you with me I'm with you with the whole yes I'm Sorry, right here I, I, yeah so the jump that I've made of, of being an entrepreneur and the circumstances that I took this jump on Uh, I look at it now and I, I actually pinch myself. I said, did you really do that? And 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 so I would say as of today, that's, that's, that's an achievement that I would say, if I know now, if I knew then what I know now, I wouldn't have made the jump. But Alhamdulillah, I made that jump and now I'm kind of learning from that. You are and you still and you'll continue learning every day. Yep. Fantastic. And obviously else. in that time, yeah in in that time what would you say is how do you overcome challenges in your career in your life like how do you overcome challenges um 
so career wise obviously what whatever whatever uh, implements during your career time actually impl- it also implements during your entrepreneurship life it, uh, in terms of what are the things you do to overcome right um i would say first how i used to overcome that is to f- figure out and remind myself why am i doing what i'm doing if it's a routine thing um, I get demotivated and I get distracted. But when I know why I'm doing what I'm doing and for what purpose, uh, that that really helps. And sometimes also put yourself in situations and put yourself around people that will remind you why you're doing what you're doing, right? Because uh, if you try to, to, to depend on your memory, it wouldn't help. I do believe in that visual, um, you know, see, uh, see it to existence, right? Um, that's, that's one thing is knowing why then something that has helped me overcome challenges so when i say challenge i would define it by lack of opportunity maybe looking for another job to change my job and alhamdulillah you know in the 18 years of my corporate world i maybe applied once the rest were all referrals so networking i think um that is something just and by when i mean by networking it's not going to somebody and saying hey how can you help me and networking comes back to what we said, volunteering, right? How can you exactly. help that person? And mm-hmm. then that person now, they like you, right? And then obviously you like them because you, you are able to help them. And um, I think 80% of my uh, entrepreneurship leads that I've got, or 90%, were from people that I interacted with. So whenever I would come across any challenge, at least I can reach out to somebody and ask for an advice. And, and, and it helps. Um, and when I can't do that, because when I couldn't reach on anybody, sometimes you're on your own and you can pray, obviously, but you still need to interact with another human being. So I would say uh, find out why you're doing what you're doing. Surround yourself with people that also believe in that why and network. And don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to ask. You know, one Hishon, now I'm thinking, why should I ask that person? What will they think of me? No. Basically, <laughs> I like that. Basically, don't be be fearless and yes, be fearless. In the context of trying to achieve something that is going to be valuable for humanity, obviously, and humility, you know, go do some other stuff. You know, you can still use the same formula for the non-good stuff, but but uh, we're, we're focusing on the good stuff here. <laughs> of course, yeah, and hundred percent, you know, because somebody might take that formula and say, you know, no, hundred uh, percent, definitely achieving in something that will will bring good to your family, to your and humanity overall. Exactly. No, I like how you just said that as well. And and the fact is as well, like you said, don't be too proud to ask for help or whatever. But at I the same that. time, if I just add something else to it, is mm-hmm. don't be too, what's the word, ungrateful or don't oh, be yeah. too expecting. Because just from the other side, and I'm sure you've had it as well, Abu Bakr, is when people expect too much from you and they say to you, hey, I really want to get a job. Can you get me a job? Like, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things and, and you know I'm sure it happens that's why you're laughing and stuff like that. can you get me a job just like literally and it's like okay well Allah but before I can get you a job or whatever like what jobs have you applied for or whatever and the worst part is when they say to you I've only applied for like one two jobs but the rest of the application forms are too long so then you want me to do the hard work for you that's not happening 100% you know ask but then also uh, don't sense of entitlement and I listen I think uh uh, experience will will answer that uh, when you get a lot of people especially young people that come to us and ask for uh, recommendations right or ask for guidance 
our guidance is probably just 1%. The remaining 99% is what you do and what efforts you put in to, to really get what you're getting. And the, mo the, more you, the more you go through that experience, the more you fall down, the better you appreciate. I would prefer that you fail and I would rather you fail so that you can appreciate uh, you know, the, 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 the result. But if you're always given something, and I, and I think that goes, it's a bigger uh, part, it's a bigger picture, is if you grew up uh, getting everything easily, uh, the world is going to be very hard on you because nothing in the real world, nobody gives it to you. You have to go get it. But to get it, you have to be consistent. You have to ask. You have to network. You have to understand why you're doing it. So when, you know, things, when the when they go and get stuff, at least, you know, you come back and say, you know, I'm going to wake up in the morning with the same energy. So 100%. Yes to that. Yes to the last thing. I hope people are taking notes. That's the way forward. Basically, take the advice, but put the action in. Put, the, put in the action and don't expect. Work hard for it. Ask for guidance, but do the rest of the work. Hard work. I think hard, hard work. work hard work. Uh, hard work and being smart. <laughs> I mean, I would say even do hard work before you put process. Because once you do hard work and you've got that habit of hard work, then you will put the process like, and if you start with that, we'll start with a process. No. So that, that hard work is definitely, and it exactly. only comes but to in, being exposed. Exactly. But in, but in the effort, and it could, be, it might be even, not even be like a lot of hard work, but at least work smartly, you know, work smarter, think of like, okay, how can I do this? And then, like you said, ask people for guidance and advice, but at the same time, don't be upset if somebody says to you, I'm busy and stuff like that. Just move on. Don't take it personally. That's all I would add to that. And that's exactly what you and I are doing. I mean, I'm speaking literally from the mistakes that I've made when I didn't ask and when I and I know that I did not work hard enough for this and that's why I'm not getting it. And as an entrepreneur, it hits hard, meaning you're not getting a pace, you're not getting paid or, you know, this contract closes and then, you know, you start from zero. So if it hurts so much, you work harder. But if it's like, oh, okay, if I miss this, no worries. Then so, so you just need to make sure that what you want is you want it really bad. And that's what yeah, makes you, you work harder. I agree. Make sure that you want it really bad. And you put in that effort. Effort. <laughs> that's the word that I'll keep saying. Put lots of effort in. No. So what would you say then, Abu Bakr, growing up or like just generally in your whole life and stuff like that? What were you, who, who was, do you, who were your role model? Do you have like any, who's your biggest role model? And like or role models, shall I say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, growing up, um, Horta as, as, uh, I would say, obviously, alhamdulillah, it goes without saying that uh, the greatest man, human being that ever walked the earth, right? Uh, you can learn from uh, his lifestyle. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. It goes without saying. It's definitely by default a role model that I don't have to uh, mention. But if I look at um, the recent now, in the last three years, over the years, uh, obviously, our parents play a big role. Um, our society plays a big role, and I think I'm 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 always attracted to anybody that has an underdog story, that they had to go through that struggle, and so anybody that falls into that basket, right? But if I can think of uh, maybe what I currently who I read, if I might, if I if I if I take it to that, uh, I would I read two books from two gentlemen as of like today, in the last two years. Uh, one is a book called The Principle by Ray Dalio. Now, what I found out is what Ray Dalio 
read, write in his books about principles of life and work, it is linked to what we were raised and what we read in our scriptures, right? And what the life of the Prophet and so they just articulate it in a different current way, right? Uh, so that's one um, person that I, in fact, I met Ray Dalio when he was in, um, in Abu Dhabi uh, two years ago for an ocean summit. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, uh, okay, I didn't meet him where we sat down for coffee, so I, like how PD. <laughs> you didn't become Puff, besties, no. No, 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 not like an interview where Puff Daddy was having with him, no. But uh, I, I, I was reading, I already knew about him, and he's actually investing a lot in uh, the ocean economy. And obviously being Somalis, that's something that I'm uh, paying attention to, the whole, you know, in the future the world, the ocean economy is something that a lot of people are paying attention to. People are going to Mars while we haven't discovered the ocean yet. So Ray Dalio, his book on principle is something that I'm uh, using as a reference. And um, another gentleman is uh, Joko uh, Willink. Uh, there's a book called The Dichotomy of Leadership. And, and leadership does not mean leadership of a team. It's leadership of yourself. And then, by default, your team, right? So those are just two uh, books that I'm currently reading, amongst many. Uh, but these are the, 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 the two ones that I always refer to. They were always on my desk. And I would always listen to their audio, or I would be listening to, uh, you know, follow them on Twitter, on Instagram. Otherwise, I get distracted. There are many others that I could mention. Excellent. No, I've added that to my reading list. Um, they both sound really good. And I like the fact that you said about leadership. You can be a leader. I always say you can be a leader without even having a leadership post uh, or anything like that. We Absolutely. could all be leaders in our own way by uplifting others as well and mentoring others. 100%. Well, thank you for sharing that. And um, where do you see yourself? Um, obviously, you've shared all these things that you are doing. Alhamdulillah, mashallah, very fantastic stuff. But where do you say yourself? What's 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 what does the future, inshallah, look for Abu Bakr? Obviously, now we're living in an unprecedented time with being in the pandemic. But looking forward to a couple of years' time, let's just say five years, just for hypothetically, mm. where do you, where, what's, what's in store for Abu Bakr? Where do you see yourself, inshallah? In five years, um, Abu Bakr would be the go-to person or would be a part of a, a, a network or would be a part of an organization or would run his own company. It doesn't matter the platform uh, that basically connects the Middle East to Africa uh, in five years' time, like the go-to person, the, the, the authority in that area. Uh, that's where I see myself uh, in, in, in five years personally, but... Uh, Besides that, um, obviously being a better human being to, to, to your family and to society, that goes without saying. But in five years, I would want to have established this company that I started, uh, which is, again, uh, facilitating trade and, 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 and economics between the Middle East and Africa. My, that's the market that I, I, I have a lot of experience in and have worked with in the past. So I would like to see that company running at least or working with or partnering with somebody. So I'm not going to define it into a, my company or somebody else's company because at the end of the day, if you're able to achieve what you're supposed to, what you're going to achieve, that that would be. So that's just five years. And overall, but still, if you if you allow me to st 
uh, stretch my vision a bit more. Of I would course, say, go ahead. I, I would say nothing in particular, but I would love to be in a position where I don't have to work uh, to influence, uh, you know, where I spend my time and with who I spend, just so that, uh, you know, you're able to um, influence anybody and everybody in a positive way uh, without necessarily expecting an economic return. I think that's one of the best feeling. That's what we all want to do, right? Uh, exactly, it is. That so, sounds amazing. So that's I... eventually one thing that I would love to do before um, the next 10 years, inshallah. Inshallah, inshallah. And we all That wish means hard you... work. That exactly, lots easy. of hard work. We'll be all rooting for you. And don't forget about us when you make the millions, inshallah, yeah? I Throw the rope down. I, I think you'll be Throw the rope down so we can climb up. You'd probably be ahead of me and I will be attending your interview uh, on your platform. So, <laughs> inshallah, we lift each other up. That's we nice. will always uplift each other, all of us, all of us, one by one. As a community, we will lift up each other up. No, thank you for sharing that, Abu Bakr. And what is your favorite quote? I know you've got lots of favorite quotes and stuff like that because you're a man of many wise words. But what would you say is your favorite quote? You're welcome to do one or two. It's up to you. I would say, um, I think quotes actually resonate with people because they have experienced it. And that's that's why um, whenever I hear a quote, it sticks with me because I have been through that and I feel it, right? But um, if I would select two, um, and it kind of summarizes obviously what I was talking about for, uh, in the last uh, hour almost, is uh, I can't remember the first one who quoted it. Um, it says 80% of all businesses and career opportunities are obtained through networking and referrals. It's kind of a fun fact or, or a fact. And only 20% is through the traditional means, uh, such as cold calling and you know, random applying things online. It's not a quote, but it's a saying. Um, and then another quote by Gary Vee, a lot of you know about him. He's quite a mouthful, um, but if you, once you understand uh, he, he does use uh, uh, a very New York language, but once you understand the jigs of it, he's, he does spit a lot of uh, wisdom. He said, um, uh, without hustle, talent will only carry you so far. And why that resonates is in a world where every day the world is developing and changing, is being disrupted, the industries are being disrupted, the jobs are being disrupted. So talent would pay you so much in the last, you know, our parents' generation. But if you're not willing to learn something new, hustle meaning, and hustle does not mean the, you know, just go wildly, up, you know, unorganized. No, hustle in the sense of trying to do great things every time, working hard, reading, uh, learning, unlearning. That's a hustle, right? So without hustle, talent will only carry you so far. You can be the best professor, you can be the best sales, you can be the, you know, whatever talent that you might have, a dermatologist, uh, gynecologist, whatever. But if you don't have that hustle, uh, I think um, it's going to be a difficult world uh, out there. You, you you have to get used to learning and unlearning and learning and unlearning new things. So that's the two quotes. One is a saying and one is a quote. No, that's fantastic. And and, and I love Gary Vee. He, he really has a lot of gems. And I like the saying that you said as well. It's true. Networking is your net worth. I always say that it's very important. You meet people out there 
and like you said and you hustle i mean sometimes when people think of hustle they just think i don't know sometimes some people don't like the word hustle but all it literally means is you being creative correct yep 100 percent creative yes. learning something new uh just making that extra call uh you know going that extra mile that develop yourself yes and it actually reminds me of our friend Mukhtar, nomadic hustle so i like I, I've, I've got used to that uh Shout out to him, obviously, for what he's doing. He's hustling, and 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 he's obviously you are hustling right now. It's about I'm hustling. It's one a.m. here in uh, UAE. Exactly, it's one a.m. right now yeah. in Dubai, but, but, and it's uh, it's nine o'clock here in the UK. We're all hustling. Hustling, like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and and then I always say, yeah, exactly. You're being hustling. You're being creative. But I, but but I think that there was another word that I would use. I would say we're all passionate, and alhamdulillah, in our circle generally with all the people that we've met through the network of Somali professional network and everything there's a lot of inspirational creative passionate that's the word that I would use passionate words passionate people who are doing amazing things that are literally passionate about their craft and I think when you're surrounded by these kind of people you also want to be a better version of yourself as well I wouldn't have said that better and uh, something maybe I've not said before uh, and I think I said what triggered me into entrepreneurship as I said and I'd like to remind it is the people that I've met through SPN that have achieved so much I mean Samir I mean you probably have achieved more than me but we have done nothing compared to the others uh, you know just you know Somali sisters and brothers around the world that and they're very humble you know so that's 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 one thing that I would say is you never know who, where you might meet. It would be great if you meet them at SPN. But uh, they're just people out there that have achieved so much. And to be around them just rubs off. It, it kind of tells you, you know what? I can do it. I want more for them and I, I hope they achieve. Because you don't want to flip that around and say, why them? No. They definitely want you want them to achieve. And But then also it tells you, you know what? If they can do it, I can definitely do it it's inspirational it's inspirational and it's sharing the stories and saying actually you know what if so and so can do it i can do it it's not about competition it's a, it's about abundance Definitely. it's about Definitely. you saying i'm the only person that you compete against it's just you who you were yesterday that's why i always say i just want to compete against the person that i was yesterday so i want to be Benma. better than yesterday today and tomorrow Benma. i want to be better than the day before you know <laughs> Benma, absolutely the sky the, the sky the, the, the sky is not beautiful it, it only has one flower right exactly and i feel like we're Everyone is just scratching this, this, um, the surface or whatever. A lot of everyone's got a lot of potential, and like we said, it's just continuing. That's why we share these stories. That's why we're doing this podcast. It's just generally to share stories and you know inspire others to actually be like, okay, let them um, benefit rewardingly. So thank you for Shalom. that, Abu Bakr. And <laughs> so this brings us to. Our other question is reflecting back because you know me I like to reflect and I and I'm sure you're kind of a uh, you love reflecting as well just generally on, on everything and stuff like that reflecting back in your life what would you say is if you had to give yourself advice to younger Abu Bakr or to somebody who's a young Abu Bakr or it could be a young Aisha or just anybody it could be it doesn't have to be young because let's be honest or whatever we always say oh yeah give advice to your younger self so we just mean in terms of obviously what you know now to yourself Mm. but remember age has no limit you can be young you can be old it's everybody and stuff like that so what advice would you give to yourself if you were to look looking back on your journey I would I would say um, pay more attention to 
developing your character and your personality, you know, the, the emotional intelligence, the uh, human intelligence, the character, the character, the character, you know, the character of hardworking, character of staying disciplined. Uh, I think uh, we brushed over it during our young age, during school. Uh, alhamdulillah, we had great parents that obviously put discipline into us. Otherwise, you know, we wouldn't be where we are today after Tawfiq uh, min Allah. But if there are some people that if, if I could spend more time just understanding the science behind it, right? Uh, personal and character development is something that I, and read about it, you know, uh, and follow people that have done that and talk about it. Hey, you know that if you do this, this actually becomes a habit. You know, I, I learned this um, uh, during my last years of the corporate world, right? While previously I was just following a system, you know, you go into a clog, the companies tell you what to do and you just follow. And you realize what keeps you going is your character as a human being. And I think we're living in a world where uh, machines are definitely taking over, uh, you know, artificial intelligence. Everything is going to be automated. And I think what, what makes... Uh, you individual or you unique is the, the, the personality and the character that you bring and the ethics to, to add value to whatever you are engaging with. So that's just one and and then experience. Um, I would spend more time getting experience. I think I am where I am today for the experience, both good and bad, that I've got. And uh, if there's one thing that I would do in my capacity, if I had, as I said, if you know I was living in a time where I don't have to work and I'm already getting a different source of income, I would I would open a, a, a not a university and a university of experience, um, you know. So that's that's something that I would tell myself is go get more experience. Don't worry about funds and money. Money will come and go, and and build build your character and and, and uh, just your personality. That's great advice. Fantastic advice. This is like the golden advice to leave us with through the end of this session. So this is the part of a record where you give yourself a shout out. So obviously our listeners definitely enjoyed hearing your stories. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more questions that we can take over Instagram and over Facebook. But how could people follow your journey? Give your, uh, how, If we wanted to find out more about you, how can we, what's your social media? How can people contact with you? So yes, please shout, definitely. give yourself a shout out. Um, I am still um, getting into the social media world. I'm a, I'm a bit uh, baby boomer in that sense. Uh, but I, the best way to get hold of me is on LinkedIn. Um, Abu Bakr uh, Ismail, uh, uh, you will find me there. Um, if, so that's 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 the best way to get hold of me. And um, if you know Samira, or if you're a part of the Somali Professional Network as well on Facebook, I do spend some time there. And uh, till I become more active on social media, those are the two places. Inshallah, we can be in touch. And by the way, if there's anything that I can do to help guide. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm always available, obviously. Uh, we just have to organize some time and uh, to, to have a one-on-one -on -one to answer questions. But if there's anything I can help with, um, I'm always available. And uh, thank you, Samira, for, for, for giving me this opportunity. In fact, it is my one of my first interviews that I've ever had. So thank you for paying attention to me after 38 years. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you're welcome. It's an honor. No, honestly, it's, it's a pleasure having you here. And I absolutely love the fact that you're a very authentic person. You say things how they are. And like I've said time and time again, I, I respect you as a leader. 
generally and honestly I'm glad that everybody else got to hear your story so I just wanted to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a guest today on the Somali Professional Podcast I'm your host Samira Ali join us for next week for more inspirational Somali stories thank you dear listeners thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Somali Professional Podcast with your host Samira Ali join us again next week for another wonderful inspirational story.